IWEP Network. It's in the pod. Um, I probably just said he's a genius. I don't know what I said, but I said, I really hope I captured that thunder because it was gnarly. I was wondering what that was. I was like, did I knock something <laughs> over? I heard it, man. Dang. Welcome back. Who are you? I'm Chris. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Mario. <laughs> so uh, you may have heard last week our first episode about Bo Burnham. And so we ended up having to take a very long episode and turn it into two Part one and part two. Part one about um, his career before the most recent special, Inside. But this is part two where we're going to go real deep into Bo Burnham's latest comedy special, Inside. So if you're a huge fan of Bo Burnham like we are, you, we know you're going to enjoy last week's episode. And you are definitely going to enjoy this week. So be sure to uh, sit back, relax, have some laughs. And uh, if you haven't already uh, watched Bo Burnham's Inside, may, may, may pause and, and, and come back. To, we'll still be here. We'll be right here. Yeah. We'll be so right enjoy this back. E- enjoy this episode uh, of Inside Bo Burnham Part 2. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going inside. And uh, this is, of course, the most recent addition to the great career of Bo Burnham. That's right. So um, I, let's, let's, let's just get right into it in traditional podcast fashion. Okay. You know, they say that all the time. They're like, let's let's just jump right into it, you know? So let's just jump right into it. Let's jump right the into opener, it. The opener, it's called Inside. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on this one? I, let me tell you first. I think this opener, it, it's hard to compare to mm-hmm. other shows because it's just so, so different. Um, and and especially from the openers in the last two shows being so staged. He's building energy in a room mm-hmm. to feed off of. Because of that, um, I felt like it was weak. I love that it's... It's setting the tone that we're kind of mm-hmm. it's it's torn down where we're all locked away and it's an introduction. It's in the same room that Make Happy ends in, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Mm. And I don't know that that's true, but I don't know that that's true. And I do believe it is. Okay. And it's like we're back to YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's it's establishing, hey, this is going to be a lot different. We're starting off with a song. Let me, let me sing my song for you, and it's reminiscent of his of his uh, in his room days as a kid making music. Yeah, sure. Right in this opener, I see this giant air conditioner. Do you notice this air conditioner on the wall? It's hard to miss. Sometimes he wraps it in lights. Uh-huh. Um, and I think to myself, it's off. Is that thing ever on? We're probably in the summer. I mean, not just the summer, but he's recording all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't know how he's got this thing. I think it probably does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I will get there. This pays off. I wish it could take a little bit. Uh Oh, do you know? I was hoping I'd tell you a surprise. Maybe you're telling me a surprise. Who knows? Okay. Well, don't act surprised if you're not surprised when I tell you. But but the air conditioner is only on once in the whole show, and I wish it was later for it to be the payoff, but I'll tell you when it comes up. Okay. Next, Healing the World with Comedy, which is a theme – Throughout his whole career. Yeah. What, should we be laughing? <laughs> is this really a time to laugh and for jokes and sillies? Um, but I know what I can do. My role here is to tell jokes, make people laugh. Mm-hmm. The world's not sad. The world's funny. I'm, I'm a, a sociopath. sociopath. <laughs> um, it's, it's cool that it, it is a theme in his career. And when you watch Make Happy, the beginning cinematic of him walking around as a clown, while yeah, yeah, the yeah. background voice is talking about how messed up and sad the world is, yeah, um, it's, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's a great uh, point to his to the theme of Bo's career. Not just a, I know every bit's a a vacuum, but it's truly something that transcends every special he has. Yeah. So um, th- I don't want to feel like I'm being a downer. I'm two two for two on saying negative things. But this is where the drop offs begin. I think actually I didn't go back to check and make sure, but I think this song ends on a drop off mm-hmm. cut. Just like no, he didn't write an ending to the song, and he does. You know, he talks about how transitions aren't going to be smooth. Um, but I do. This is my again spoiler alert. Very day for the show is the drop off endings. There's like six of them. Two of them are in my favorite songs, and I'm like, I just want more. I don't know. I want you to complete this thought for me. Do you think, uh, musically speaking? Do you think that's a from you as a as a musically inclined person? Maybe. It, I don't mind the cutoff, but there's a there's a thing called perfectly cut off screams on oh, uh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. internet where like you can get someone just as they begin to yell and then cut yeah. it. So like I don't mind a, a well timed cutoff, and it seems 
to work well in my opinion. There's a couple, like the one where he's actually screaming. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are some that I really do appreciate. Um, but I don't know. Especially, like I said, some of them are my favorite songs. and I, I don't know. Maybe it is a musical thing. I don't know. But anyway, we get an intro to the project right after here. Um, and he's like talking about how he's took him, you know, forever to do this thing. He's, he says it's going to be different. Transitions are going to be weak. Um, and then we go into a hit song, FaceTime with my mom tonight. This is my Verde because okay. I don't have FaceTime. And neither does my mom. Ah, uh, yes. Hard to relate to. Yeah, my mom's uh, <laughs> off in the woods, and she just recently moved from a flip phone, but I don't think her new phone has video calling capabilities that could work with the level of service she gets. So I've yeah. I've never once like spent an evening like with a phone call with my parents. And like I, and, yeah. I, and like my stepsister, she when she was in college, she would call my stepmom like every single night, basically. And uh-huh. like and like have conversations about their day and like I can go I can go weeks without talking to my parents sometimes months sure. and it's sure and it's kind of fine like it's <laughs> the only reason why I say kind of is because I understand it's not supposed to be fine yeah so it doesn't it doesn't really connect to me because I I've never really had an interest to um to FaceTime any of my parents because I have I have good times when I see them in person but that's about it but oh ooh it's the pandemic so a lot of people probably did move to FaceTiming their parents I didn't again. Um, yes i moved to like video calling all my friends not my parents <laughs> yeah yeah and they had a pretty good handle on how the phone works <laughs> yeah <laughs> so all right i didn't have much to say about that one either uh how, this is how the world works he's got a sock puppet on what do you think about this one this one hurts it, yeah it hurts so over the past five years while he's been away from comedy there has been this like reckoning of privilege accepting your privilege um people who like Five years ago, it'd be like, I don't have any privilege. Look at where I live. I live in a, I live in a, you know, small apartment. I have a crappy car that breaks down all the time. Where's my privilege? I have now turned into people who like accept that what you own isn't what privilege is about. It's about like this inborn, not inborn, but it's just like unintentional. No, not unintentional. It's really hard to talk about privilege, especially as yeah, sure, as a, sure, as a straight white male, which perfectly. Yeah, rated this is a theme. Straight this is a theme. White. Ma- he is not new to this. It's all throughout his career he's talked about this stuff. But this whole, it, right now, this day and age, talking about privilege, talking about equal rights, talking about whitewashed history, this song brings it up and then in the end shows how the minority voice that's talking about reality gets shut up. Yeah, super interesting. Great song. I do... I do wonder if he goes a little far, you know. Uh, I don't always agree with all of it. What there you, are pieces that I'm like, I don't know. Like what? Maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't know. Like I don't what? Know. If you don't, if you don't mind. If you don't I mind, don't. I, I do. I'm where's, gonna it go, where's it go too far, huh? Um, this you is know, whites don't really have it that bad, right, Chris? <laughs> Here's another really fun fact. Um, in his green room that he talks with all those comics, he talks about his favorite comic. Do you remember this? He talks about Hans Tuwin. Uh-uh. He's a Danish comic who that's why they talk about is because like no one's ever heard of him. And he points out in the green room, he talks about a bit where Hans puts on a sock puppet, a little, a black sock puppet named little Ronnie. And Hans sings a song while the puppet chews a candy bar. (laughs) 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 And I thought this is a really fun. I love knowing that this is an homage to his favorite comic. Um, So that's a little, a little fun fact for you. Um, social brand consultant. Mm-hmm. This, let me say this again, another negative thing. Did you think the show was too long? Oh, inside? Yes. No, I wish it was longer. Honestly. And hey, how, you've, here's, a, here's the difference between Chris and mine's relationship with inside since it's been released. You just finished your second watch through. That is true. That is true. I've listened to it a dozen times. I've watched it three times, and I put it in my headphones while I'm at work uh, almost the rest of the time to get it up to a dozen. So, like, I love so, this show. So, is there a difference between... So, I, wa- I think it should be shorter, but not because I want less content mm-hmm. by any means. Like, I would be perfectly fine with a 50-minute show now and then another one in a month. That uh-huh. would be awesome. But I feel like as a complete work... An hour and 45 minutes was too long for me. Does that help you agree with me, or you're still on the same I, on your same place? I don't think there's enough to be cut out to make it 
work. That is where I was going. Yeah. This, it, I, because I started as I was thinking about Verde things, mm-hmm. um, that became my rubric. What if I were trying to cut it down to an hour or an hour and yeah. fifteen or whatever? I'm sure that like that? if you, do you have, or you you probably have some type of music streaming on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to just the tracks of Inside right. on Spotify, yeah. and that's kind of how I've been able to watch it so many times. But I do enjoy sitting down and watching all the like in between stuff. But a lot of it gets cut out because they have um. We'll talk about it later. The uh, unpaid intern, um, mm-hmm. they they don't have the commentary of him talking about it over and over yeah. on the audio only version. Great bit. It's a great bit. So all that to say, this is one of the bits I I might cut. It just it was a it just it was funny. It was good. Should be somewhere maybe, but mm-hmm. I didn't need it a whole lot. But white woman's Instagram. I hear. I hear that we he was reading some ladies' mail on this yeah. one. <laughs> that he was really he found some trends and really hit the nail on the head. I saw a TikTok where it was like he was like I've been some lady was like I've been found out. Yeah. <laughs> and like put screenshots next to her pictures and it was like six of them that were like really scary close. Yeah, a lot of uh ladies on TikTok were like, Did he really have to come after me this hard? <laughs> <laughs> it was very very good i think we should steal some of those and like make pictures for Ooh. our uh, instagram that's a very funny bit like nine times i i see a a, a panel of nine of them i like it i like i've it. seen a i've heard a breakdown of white woman's instagram about how a lot of these instagrams are and he he, he goes through this in it in a way where he's showing the vapidness of showing off your wonderful life followed by getting woke and um, the performative nature of being an activist on the internet. Yeah. And then that one moment where it, it breaks from the fakeness of social media to something real when the, the mom dies. Oh yeah. And then, and then it keeps continuing, which goes on to say this post you made for your mom, your mom will never read. So sure, even that sure. raw moment of yeah. loss is still kind of fake for social media. Yep. I, I agree. That's what I was thinking too. And this is the second time. I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this whole section, but I, my mom died two months ago. Oh, <laughs> and so like, I forget. No, that no, 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 not you. No, he did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like FaceTime with my mom tonight, I was like, that was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, that bit too, I was like, it just kept going. And I was like, I'm, I'm triggered. I, I don't want to be that guy, but like, you know. When Emily was listening to that song, she couldn't help but think of her grandmother who she was really close with. And so she actually started to tear up and then I started to tear up because she teared up. And <sighs> Great song. Great song. Yeah. Super, super good song. I, th- I feel like it would be, a, I feel like that would almost be like an underrated. Like you want to write it off like, oh, he's just picking on white women. but like, Maybe, maybe. But it's really good. Yeah, it's definitely very good. And I only say maybe because it might be properly rated as you know, because again, that's one of those ones that uh, people with a cursory knowledge of Bo Burnham, I think they'll pick that one out. Oh yeah, it exists in a vacuum. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So um, then we have right unpaid intern. We have unpaid intern. Another drop off, and I was disappointed in this one, um, in the song, but mm-hmm. maybe not so much because it rolls right into that bit of the reaction video. Yeah, so. which is just so to think of that, and to yes. make it a loop where like. It, could, it goes from him reacting to this one video and the video ends and he's still there and then it plays the beginning of what we just saw of him reacting to it without yep. a break. So that means at one point he had to sit down and record all of that before the other stuff was created to pipe it in there later. Yep. Oh, uh, yikes. He, the amount of planning and timing yeah, he, to make that yep. work. Oh, my gosh. Nuts. He's a genius. Now we get Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos one to be Jeffrey specific. Bezos. <laughs> Another TikTok inspiration. Um, this is where I, I start to notice. I don't know if it's the first one, but lots of zooms. You know, he's one guy doing this. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's one guy doing this? Yes and no. Don't believe a single thing he says up there. But also he can do those things in uh, post. He can zoom in on post. Oh, sure. And that's what I'm and saying. Cut angles because... from camera to camera. He, well, right, and, and that's what I mean is, is it's going to save him time to do zooms rather than cuts, mm-hmm. processing a ton of footage, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's it's much easier to zoom in and out for a bit. Also, um, Jeff, do, Jeffrey Bezos, part one, is not the one where he goes, Jeffrey Bezos. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. He's got to <laughs> F their wives and drink their blood. 
<laughs> and so coinci- coincidentally, Inside was written during the pandemic, right? And so yeah. while all these businesses were shutting down, everyone's like out of work, Jeffrey Bezos is building equity. He's building uh, money. His his wealth is growing exponentially. And so at this point in the set list, I'm assuming is early in the pandemic. So this is the song of him cheering Jeffrey Bezos on his rise to being the richest man in the world. Because he wasn't the richest man in the world when the pandemic started. So he's, yeah. so he's cheering on Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Like, you can do it, man. You can do it. You're better than all yeah. of them. Be the richest yeah. man. Be the richest man. And then when we hit Jeffrey Bezos too. I know we're, we're I'm jumping ahead. No, it's here. okay. It's okay. Jeffrey Bezos too. It's it's a third. Like it's it's like the first third, and then Jeffrey Bezos, and the second third, then Jeffrey Bezos part two, and then the rest of it. So at this point, when you get the Jeffrey Bezos two, you did it. You're the richest. You're the richest. <laughs> Everyone's locked inside. The pandemic's going on. People are dying. You're the richest man in the world. You did it. <laughs> I think this is really interesting. I I have to assume that this is an this is him. All of the things, all of the props in White Woman's Instagram, all of the equipment, Amazon. Oh, yeah. This man had to have Amazon packages on his doorstep every (laughs) single day. I have to assume that Jeffrey Bezos gets two tracks because he was like, you are as much a part of this project as I am, Jeffrey Bezos. In part two, he's wearing a ghillie suit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not used again. He didn't pick that up at Giant Eagle, right? (laughs) Oh, man. You just have that uh, one lying around next to his Aladdin costume. <laughs> I don't know if I, I have it somewhere else on my notes, so I'll say it now. Mm-hmm. The musical themes that I started to notice watching second the second time through, where you know other bits will have music in the background, mm-hmm. but secretly it's maybe the Jeffrey Bezos theme or the um, you know uh, Healing the World with Comedy theme. It's so interesting how he weaves all of his musical themes mm-hmm. throughout the show. Um, Hamilton was like masterful at that. One of my favorites, you know, all the greatest composers are doing that kind of thing. Uh, but so to see Bo get into that, I was really, really happy to see. Now Bo's laying on the floor into a pillow and he discusses, you know, maybe phones were not a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very funny. And then we get sexting. Another one that stands alone. And, uh, my buddy texted me about the first time he watched this, this sexting song. Um, it isn't sex. Project- it's the next best thing. That's right. <laughs> and let me say this again. I wish that the payoff was longer. But the one time in the show that the air conditioner is on uh-huh. is during this song. Sexting? Yeah. Yeah? I didn't I didn't notice. You can hear it in Do the background? What? No, you can see it. Oh, okay. And could you maybe guess what the temperature is set to? Oh, my gosh. Is it set to 69? I can't wait for you to watch it next time and see it. And I'm so, so excited hard. to watch this again. I was so happy when I saw that, and, and I did not see it on again the entire show. It is the one time in the show that it's on. What a oh my gosh! Genius. I was pretty proud of myself for finding that too, but uh, it's because I watched it the whole time. Um, very, very, the, very. The Ferris wheel and the, and the ticket to ride. But what if she thinks? <laughs> what if she thinks that I think she's as big as a Ferris wheel? <laughs> It's pretty abstract. Yeah. <laughs> she sends a snowman crisis averted. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, I'm um, stuck in a room. That's one of some, those some... ones where everything's a lie. Uh, was that real or was it not? Is it real they screwed start? up and then he started yeah. again? I love Did he it. work into it or is that raw thing? Like, I, I don't know what to believe. It makes sense that that I was a screw up and he started again. But, but if it was real... Yeah. Why wouldn't he cut him and just do the real thing? But is it because he wanted to be raw, or did he, yeah, or did right. he orchestrate the whole thing to create this air of rawness? He's got us. I love He's him. Got us in, I love in him. In the palm of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I put a verde on this one. Do what you want with us, Bo. We are in your hands. But what do you mean you give it a verde? <laughs> um, I just again, I'm cutting things to bring it down to an hour, an hour fifteen, and this is one that I was like, it's good, but I could do without it. I don't think I can verde anything. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. It's really dark, difficult. And I like that it's like a, a step between his little cuts where he's only talking and him doing songs. It's him yeah. working on a song. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those quote unquote raw moments, but he's also yep. composing while doing it. So crazy. So then we cut to him watching one of his old YouTube videos, and then he moves into the song called Problematic. 
And I, I wonder if he really does regret some of his jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I wonder as he looks, as I do, I look back and I think, like, wow, I, I don't know if he would do that today. Mm-hmm. I think that his problematic, you can start there, but then by the second part of the song where he's apologizing for the first part of the song, <laughs> he, um, it's showing the, the, what's a, what's a word for it? In, in, inauthentic. It's inauthentic how, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. celebrities today make a mistake and the second, the second it either happens or the second it's found out, they Im- immediately go into apology mode. I apologize right away. Like when I see a, <laughs> when I see a, a celebrity who gets caught in turmoil and they're immediately apologizing, I was like, you just don't want to lose money. Sure. That's not real. You didn't have time to... Th- in the middle of the song that you're currently performing, you're apologizing for the first part of the song. There's no way you could have processed the hurt that comes from the first part of the song and apologize yeah. for it. And that's it's such a uh, a window into apology culture. Like sure, I've sure. seen YouTubers make videos mocking apology videos. It's like, okay, I go in and it's not cut yeah. to it first because I'm already recording. I sit down. I go, this is going to be different. <laughs> like that's every apology video. And so yeah. it's it's a great takedown on on yeah. uh, people caving to pressure from doing something wrong, and also the the again inauthentic apologies from people who could not possibly be sorry for what they did yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That's a great that's a good take. Like beating up a homeless man and then being put on the news saying that does not represent who I am. It's like, no, that was you on Tuesday. Like <laughs> you did that. You did that. That's you. That does represent who you are. <laughs> that's really good. You're just mad yeah. that we all know, you know? <laughs> so we get throughout the show, we get several uh situations where he's setting up shots again to like remind us he's the only person doing these. I love this, like behind the scenes type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if there's one, like he almost drops the camera and this is one that I hope it's real. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you remember, he, he gasps and he catches it. Yeah. I hope it's real, but you know, art is a lie. So who, who can know? Yeah. Um, and then we go into turning 30. This is one of my favorites. Um, here's a question though. You know, he does, before he does the song, he does a, he like talks about how he's about to turn 30 with mm-hmm. the clock at 1159. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is the real moment that he turned? Oh, uh, the sun's outside. So no. What if you, you look up, if you look up in the top left of the of the shot, you can see his window and you can see sunlight through it. I don't know if he did this on purpose. You don't think that's the moon? I think that's a bright moon. Don't yell at me! Don't you <laughs> a, raise your voice? That's a me. bright moon, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's the moon. Hey guys, you know I know it's nighttime, but the moon's out. Let's go play catch. Like it was bright. <laughs> it, was, it was bright. You're making me sound dumb, or try to make me sound dumb. No, but, but this, sometimes this the moon is really bright. This is another. This is my opinion. Another example where he's showing his cards at how staged everything is. Yeah, I mean, he really is turning thirty, and yeah, it kind of sure. hit me because I just turned thirty. Um, I'll be turning thirty-one in December, and so mm-hmm. like seeing him grapple with what he wanted to have done before he was thirty and where he's at, it was it was an interesting take, but. I don't, I don't believe him for a second. And, mm-hmm. and anytime he's on film, I'm assuming it's not real. And so mm-hmm. him um, doing that and setting it up and having it timed so that like his monologue lines up. Because he does pause right before 30. Let's, he let's had to there. line it up. Yeah. He had to line it up with the clock either way. Yeah, and that means he could only do it on one take. And you know, Bo's not the type of guy to do anything in one take. And the sun's in the window. Next time you watch, I'll be looking for that 69, but you, I'll watch but you it. look for that sun. I will watch it. I will watch. Um, so then we get the song, which is one of my favorites. Diablo song, no doubt. Mm-hmm. It is a Diablo song. Um, the light in his hand where he you know, he has it against his, his body and then he like flashes it. Yeah. So, and he uses it around his head. Incredible. Um, Just him losing and, clothes. That's it. That's like the, the premise of the yeah. show. Him losing clothes as it goes on. His hair gets longer. <laughs> His beard yeah. grows out, and he starts losing articles of clothing until he's naked. Naked at the by end. the end. Spoiler yeah. alert. And and in my notes, I wrote, "Why is he in his underwear? And why is it so okay? Like I don't know, like why it just it, it looks like it makes sense to me. I can't really explain it, but um, and, and overall, the light work is insane. Not just that mm-hmm. light in his hand, but the foot pedals. Um, and let me tell you, this is when it happens. The first time I saw this, that I said something. The first thing I said out loud while watching it the first time, um, I probably just said, "He's a genius." I don't know what I said, but I said. I really hope I captured that thunder because it was gnarly. I was wondering what that was. I was like, did I knock something <laughs> over? 
I heard it, man. Dang. So I don't remember what I said, but I said something like he's a genius or something. Yeah. But when he talks about his things about the stupid friends are having stupid children. Uh, and then he cues all of the spotlights at the same time. And then there's three of him dancing on the walls behind him. Mm-hmm. How does he look like a beautiful woman in those silhouettes? I have no idea. <laughs> but it was it was just so good. So, so well thought out. This, I may be overthinking this from your perspective. Or I may be overstepping by saying this about your perspective. Oh, okay. I, I do want... We're, we've... We've briefly talked about, but it feels too soon and too real to do a, uh, an episode on the pandemic. Like a, okay. hey, we all almost yeah. died recap, you know? Like, I'm not yeah. sure it's the right time to put out that episode. But him in his underwear, singing to himself, doing essentially karaoke alone with lights and stuff. When you, when the pandemic hit and we all got sent home, for the most part, you kept working, correct? Mm-hmm. And staying home all the time... Why get ready? What am I doing today? I'll crawl out of bed. I'll hop on video yeah. games. You know, I'm still in my pajamas. I sleep in my underwear, so I'll spend, you know, eight out of the 16 hours that I have awake in my underwear because where am I going? Sure. I can't go out to eat. At that point, point, at certain points in the pandemic, I couldn't even order from my favorite places to eat. So it's like, it's like his apparel and dress and wardrobe shrinks and kind of disappears as it goes on as he's living in the pandemic. Like yeah, which is a kind of a reference to at right. the end it'll it'll stop any day now. So it's like it's like here we are still still doing this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I have no doubt that that's absolutely right. That's a really good observation. This uh, drop off is especially disappointing because I love this song so much so to, so for this to be one of the songs that drops off I was really mm-hmm. disappointed, but really really great song. All right, and then we get to the intermission. We, it's at like 45 minutes or something and there's like 38 at the end mm-hmm. this is where yesterday I watched uh, up to the intermission and then today I finished but um, super fun to put an intermission where you're cleaning glass in front of the screen mm-hmm. loved it loved it loved it Chris what do you love the most about being a part of the IWEP network well I love that Tony sometimes lets me go outside I love the support we get in this network and its variety of shows to meet the needs, the listening entertainment needs of every walk of life. The IWEP network gives us so much freedom to to do what we want each and every week. We can do anything we want. So if you guys have enjoyed our content, there's so many more shows you could check out on the IWEP network who have just as much freedom and lack of chains and don't get beaten the same way we don't. <laughs> I'm not honest for a second up here. <laughs> so go check out. Uh, um, uh, you can't. Uh, you can't. Um, oh, yeah. Before before the the thing you're going to say to check out. Dang. I, well, I was gonna jump. I was gonna jump straight with banging beers, but I always lead with banging beers. I don't want people to think I have a problem. So <laughs> banging beers podcast. Uh, tornado tag podcast, Hyrath in other words, um, Stone and Nerdy. Interviews with everyday people. Interviews with everyday people, the flagship show, along with uh, the, the great, great show that is Welcome Back. So be sure to check out the IWP Network and subscribe. Hit the, hit the notifications and leave a good review. Five stars every time. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good ad read, right? Yeah. He won't get mad at us for that one. Adobe Flash Player keeps wanting to update. I just keep telling it later, but it keeps coming back. It's freaking rude. Tomorrow. It's never coming. It's a relative term. <laughs> Makes Andy more depressing. You go ahead and keep singing, because I don't know what that's referring to. Do you hear it when I grab my microphone? Because I go from sitting to standing up very often. Big time. And I can cut it out unless you're actually like talking at that exact moment. So if I'm like doing speech while I'm moving things around, you can't cut that? Yeah, that's generally bad. Yeah, okay. All right. Good to know. I don't remember how the song goes. But so, let's start over. Okay. Let's start yeah, over. Yeah, so, well, yeah. So, welcome back. I'm Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we are hilarious. <laughs> when he comes out on his Comedy Central Presents, he says, don't worry, I'm very funny. <laughs>
So after the intermission, we get a song called I Don't Want to Know. And he, it's about, you know, how he's like, how are you guys doing? But don't actually tell me, but I really want to know. Mm-hmm. I, and I want to know at this intermission, how are you feeling with the show oh. at this point? This, dude, the show's... Not our show. <laughs> yeah, we're past, exactly. we're past the intermission for our show. Um, yeah, we have to seriously consider making this two episodes. <laughs> yeah, to be selfish, that would kind of be helpful to our posting schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved everything that came before. I want more. Um, I could have even done without an intermission break. And, uh, yeah. So Yeah, sure. It's a, fan, it's a fantastic special, man. This, fantastic. This special is special. I really love the live... Um, what do you what is that? What do you call it? A playthrough video that he does? You know what I'm talking about? It's oh the bit yeah, where yeah. He, I don't know what you call those. It's You're all a YouTube guy. Kind of. Uh, it's a let's play, and it's a, it's a streamer uh-huh. it's stuff that happens on Twitch. Streaming. Um, yeah. yeah. And he's doing he's doing a playthrough, and it's kind of I feel like a reference to how uh, Twitch and live streaming video games has exploded during the oh, pandemic. Yeah. Sure. It's like everyone sure. start Brie Larson who plays Captain <laughs> Marvel. Uh, for the MCU, started a YouTube channel. She just uh, put out a video about her one year on YouTube and how she's going to take a step back now. Spoiler alert, because the, the pandemic's over. so She doesn't have time for video games anymore. And so, um, that's... I, I loved it. Because, like, everyone's trying to do something. Everyone's trying to fill time. When you don't yeah. have when you don't have work, you create it. Mm-hmm. I wish they had a payoff. I think I would probably make this a Verde because it's one of those things I'd cut. Mm-hmm. I think the premise is very, very good, and I love it. But I feel like it needed a punchline at the end that we didn't quite get, that, mm-hmm. that he usually gives in that kind of situation. Do you know what I mean? During the video game, he just controls himself, makes himself cry, and plays music. Yeah. So he And then he goes to bed, and then there's like a nighttime like mm-hmm. round, but then he just goes away, and then he falls asleep on camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's... The first part of what I was saying about how like everyone got into streaming and streaming exploded. The game he's playing is the reason why people got into streaming. He's playing this video game where he's just walking around his room all day. We're stuck. We're locked in. We're crying. We're dealing with the situation. We're trying our best to do whatever we're doing to kill time. That's him playing the music. So it's like he's doing the thing that people uh, tended to do to escape the monotony, but the monotony's the game. Yeah. And in a way, it's almost like um, I, I'm, I make so many reaches because I've watched so many times and my, my, and my thoughts go past what I'm actually seeing. I wonder yeah. if he's making fun of the explosion of Animal Crossing. Okay. Because the concept of Animal Crossing is to just work and <laughs> yeah. make a house yeah. and pay your debts. Like, yeah. the primary thing you do in Animal Crossing is pay off your debts. <laughs> right, right. So, like, so, again, escaping reality to play a game that is like reality. that is reality. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's a, a thorough, It's one of the throwaway scenes that you could have gotten rid of, but it but when you take the time to, to think about everything that he works into that tiny bit of, of uh, that tiny bit of time that he dedicated to it, it's such a yeah. it's such a strong bit that could be forgotten. Very good. It's very good. You can tell how many right. times I watched this. I love it. No, you really do have you've got the uh, the English major perspective on it. So um, then he does another really Diablo song for me, feeling like Frick, which I think we should make a thing. Feeling, feeling, <laughs> feeling like, like Frick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's another song where it's got a drop off, which I'm un- which I'm a little bummed about because it's such a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, this is one that Sam like listens to work, listen to before work every day, <laughs> to get <laughs> to get real hyped. <laughs> just really getting in the zone of how she's feeling. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's almost like now. Here's me. Here's here's that here's that English degree that gets me ready for Starbucks. Um, it's almost like all those drop offs. <laughs> It's almost like all this drop. You didn't have to. You didn't have to take shots there. <laughs> what are they going to do? Tweet me? They got time. Um, all of the cutoffs is like, it's like life's too short to finish anything. I, I, sure. Think about, and think I did about come how many, to that conclusion. Think about how many unfinished projects were started over the pandemic at your house. You're probably I'm reaching, right. I'm reaching. I'm no, reaching. No, I, th- I don't think that you're reaching too far. Has a lot more sudden cuts than every other special he's had. For sure. For sure. But I think you're right. There's definitely something there about project started and not finished. And it being okay. Um, 
Sure. Like he like he didn't finish it, but he still included it. That's right. That's right. Then we have um, ATL. That's all time low, not Atlanta. <laughs> and um, I heard the descriptions here of like anxiety are very good. Sam mm-hmm. and someone else told me too. The um, that my vision gets flattened is a really good descriptor. Mm-hmm. Does not make any sense to me, but yeah, that is either. just something that I don't deal with in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of where he starts to unravel, right? And and later I have a bit called Unhinged, <laughs> yeah. where he really starts to like go off the deep end again. Does he? He the premise of this show is he feels healthier. He says that at the end. He's like, I feel healthier now, and that's why I'm doing this show. So for him to include these things about how he's falling apart, mm-hmm. is he really, or is he doing something for us, telling our story? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I tend to think more so he's telling our story. Um, this late but, in the special, it kind of makes you think about how, like, when's this three week pause gonna end? Sure. Sure. A lot of us were down to take a little vacation, hop on unemployment for a couple of weeks, but then when it didn't stop, he just kept mm-hmm. going. Yeah, it kind of kind of brought us all down. You, all the all the little relationships that really don't mean anything, like your coworkers who you don't hang out with outside of work, but now you don't see them, and that's a little bit of interaction that didn't happen anymore. You start missing mm-hmm. all those yeah. things. You start losing your mind a little bit. I don't know. Absolutely. No, you're right. Uh, and then he does a really great transition where he hits a button, and when he hits the button, he changes the scene and now he's in his glasses and the green lights begin with welcome to the internet oh my gosh this is the if there could only be one diablo song mm-hmm. welcome to the internet this is a song we kind of talked on the last welcome back talk about those things you see on the internet like we saw growing up yeah yeah and um it's it's a song that reached right into my uh into my soul yeah i the stop sorry my ears are sweating the, uh, I'm getting hot too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the style and lighting, so so fun. Um, very good. It's so in the good. Diablo, the uh, Diablo tier, without a doubt. I like the in the middle. He tries to like bring it back that the internet's made for making everyone better, and then yeah. he starts laughing. Jk, like he couldn't he couldn't get the lie out, and he starts laughing, and the and the goes yeah. back to it, and his laugh yeah. is good. So his good. laugh is so good. Yeah. Very good. Um, he then talks about how he's like, I'm never going to put this out. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. Gonna it's one of my it. favorite. work on it forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, like, of the meta parts. It's uh-huh. probably the best one. He's like, well, no one's going to see this because I'm going to do this forever. And then we get Jeffrey Bezos to the squeak wall. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. You Amazing. did it. And we spoke about it earlier. You can rewind if you want to yeah. listen to us talk about it again. But Jeffrey Bezos, you did it. You are the richest man. And I love oh, I love the spacing of part one to part two. It's yeah, so definitely. good. This is where he gets unhinged. Um, he does like stand up sort of outside in his underwear. Outside in his underwear. So much going on here. Yeah. This sentence is just. Um, then he does a really good bit about pirates. You need to start taking better care of your maps. I think that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he does a song called Funny Feeling. Do you have any feelings about Funny Feeling? Are they funny? Um, what are your feelings? Hold on. Let me think about it. Take your time. Yep, that's the one. It's almost like the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette. Okay. In that it's these unexpected things that make us feel like nosh. Like it isn't supposed to happen this way. Mm-hmm. Sure. It reminds me of Art is Dead mm-hmm. in that it's not funny, but it seems like he's trying to say something. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to make this one Verde. Uh, the chorus is so pretty. It's like it's just a really, really pretty song. Um, here's a question: Does he say the world is ending in seven years? <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, great. <laughs> seven more to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, does he know something we don't? <laughs> oh man, I hope. <laughs> very, <laughs> very great. It's guy. almost like you could describe the year 2020 as a funny feeling. Nothing's right. Everything's different. So, yeah. like, yeah. I always, every time I'm watching or listening to Inside, I always like to remind myself that he wrote this in the context of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, wanted sure. to, I just wanted to point that out about funny feeling. Because all the things he's saying about funny yeah. feeling, it's like FaceTiming your mom that rather than going to see her. That's a, that's a funny feeling. Yep. I think the context you're right is very, very important. I don't know where I wrote it. Oh. Oh, it's in two bits from now. Mm-hmm. So, so well, let's just we'll we'll get there. Okay. Um, and then he does a, he does some more like meta project stuff about how it's taking too long. Um, 
for me, his frustration feels forced here. It's, I seem like he's, I think he's a faker. Um, <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> and not as good as he is at other times mm-hmm. at this point. And then we get hands up. Uh, all eyes on another, me. All eyes on me. Another banger. Very, very good. This and Welcome to the Internet are my Diablo picks. I'm not sure very which good. one's better, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So and this is where we the context is so important. He says, you know, he talks about how he's getting better. And in January, I was about to, you know, start doing comedy, perform comedy again. And then he says, the funniest thing happened. And that's all he said. That's all he says about mm-hmm. it. And we know what it means. Yeah. I can't wait for this to get dug up in an archive in 100 years. And for them to... What was that it, funny thing that happened? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll probably know yeah. but because it's so encapsulated in this cultural moment. But I think it's just so... So I'm a pastor, and and I read the Bible, and I preach the Bible, and so this is interesting. I, I hope that you find it interesting. It makes me think of how we read the Bible, and there are some cultural things that are so understood that they're not said. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. Like, it's, for example? Oh, biblically? So, like... Paul talks about how um, he talks about the gifts of the spirit. And he says, these are all these different gifts, but there is one thing. There's one God giving out these gifts. And because he's like, he's saying this one spirit, they come from one spirit. He says it over and over again. As reading now, we're like, what the heck are you talking about? Why do you keep saying that? Mm-hmm. Because the Greek and Roman uh, pantheon, they were like, oh, well, there is gotcha. this God of war, this God of love, this God of the underworld. They had all these different gods. So, you know, people are saying things that mean something so specific that if we don't understand the context, we are missing things. And that's why I think your English major approach is so appropriate because I think you have watched it enough times to be able to see it really does track the progress of Jeffrey Bezos. It really does show how people think started things and didn't finish them. Um, all that Bible tangent, Bible uh, bunny trail to get us to the context is important. Oh, oh, oh. Before we move on from hands up. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk about it much. Did you... I don't know if this is stretching, and uh, this isn't this isn't fully how I feel. Now, about listen, it. I just complimented you on your English major stuff, so don't stretch it too far. Now, this isn't fully how I feel about it, but hands up, it sounds like a worship song, and it sounds Ooh. like he's this. And it's, what's weird is that if this is the actual approach, it doesn't fit in with his pandemic sense. So it might be like looking for likes and, and performing on stage demanding praise from people but if you were to look at this in a vacuum separate from the rest of the show it's almost like he's making fun of worship pastors and worship leaders who are clearly in it for the spotlight hey everyone get your hands up all eyes on me mm-hmm. all eyes on me get your effing hands because they're always trying to get how was worship today and in the in the, in, in those superficial senses they're thinking like how interactive were people were people really getting into it were we able to usher them into this to this space you know what i'm saying yeah i don't think it would be aimed at at worship it could be you know again this there's a thread throughout his you know his, his christian upbringing is a big deal mm-hmm. i don't think so but i think there is an intrinsic link between worship of god and worship of musicians mm-hmm. i do think i think that's the link he's trying to make mm-hmm. like basically when people put up their hands like that is worship that's mm-hmm. why people put their hands up in a worship service because that is worship and so you know he's like all eyes on me everybody look at me do what i'm telling you mm-hmm. i do think you're right um but i think it's aimed at musicians more you so can't divorce it though from that ethereal background music it sounds sure. like yeah. he's about to give uh, like a, a call to salvation like it feels like that's yeah. exactly what he's leading into yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to listen to it again with that in mind um i think the creative the visual is so creative and stunning in this one where he's he's got you know himself in the room and then on the back he's got a projector which is like a tiny delay Mm -hmm. and then he has layered two more of himself on top (laughs) of that and it's such a really again all eyes on me I'm the show here's four of me this could have Um, been the end of the special and I would have been fine with it I like the other songs afterwards but it felt like a big enough song and performance that he created that it could have ended there I think that I think that I would prefer this to be the ending I think it also falls in line more with his other endings you know it's more you know showy True to the to what he does but typically. To call back to what I said a second ago, it it feels like it can be felt outside of the special. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't. Maybe I'm not seeing it, but it doesn't quite tie into the the pandemic, like the like the last song actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. 
So we get another behind the curtain moment where we're seeing, you know, him set up shots and stuff. And this is the time I, I thought it before, but this is where I wrote in my notes. I, the time he spent learning to use all this equipment, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm sure he made a million takes of everything and spent hours and hours writing, but just the amount of time he sat with an instruction manual, programming lights, learning how to program the different lights, colors, movements, mm-hmm. insane. Do you think he edited it. this? That's what I'm saying. Like he filmed the performance. I, would love... I wonder if like he's like, here's this to like his producer. Honestly, I, he he's the only name in the credits, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it must I have don't been know, him. man. It's got it's seeming more and more like it's just him. Yeah. Which Incredible. a year seems like. How did you do that in a year? Yeah. Like crazy, really crazy. So uh, we get possible ending song. What do you think about possible possible ending song? I love that he's do a duetting with himself from the beginning and the end. That's really cool. That's really cool. Like the the amount of foresight that like, hey, uh, this thing does have to end eventually, and wouldn't it be cool if I sang it with myself at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really neat. And and this is where we see a lot of those musical themes that ran throughout. They come together mm-hmm. in uh, like an overture, mm-hmm. like um, where a sampling of each of the different yeah. musical themes. You really joking at a time like this? Together. Yeah, so so good. Then we have outside. Um, the room transformation is cool. The, the like the door cracks open. The room is suddenly empty. Mm-hmm. He's wearing clothes again. <laughs> we we, we glance right over that part. Yeah, was it during um, possible ending song that he was butt naked, or was that the very end? Yeah. I believe it's the very end of that. Yeah. So uh, he, hairy, <laughs> long beard, long hair, looking very Jesus esque. He looks. A he looks bit. a lot like white Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think he's trying to say here at the end? I don't know. Maybe there isn't. Maybe I, I, I don't want to fish for something there isn't. So, so you know, he steps outside. He's finally outside. And then he gets outside, and it looks like he's on a TV set. There's an audience applauding. He's locked outside. The door locks. And then he's not actually outside. He's inside watching a video of him being mm-hmm. outside. Do you think there's some, like, hidden meaning we're supposed to get out of this? Well, before we get to the part where he's actually inside watching him go outside and try to get back in, the the whole like the door's cracked so he walks outside and then he gets outside there's a light on him and he can and he can't he tries to go back inside but he can't go back inside uh Mm -hmm. two things come to mind um the one thing is it kind of like how we just finished the possibly ending song Mm -hmm. and then this happens right Mm -hmm. so possibly ending the pandemic feels like it's coming to a close but it's not really over yet, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, he wants to go back outside, but what's still out there? COVID. So, like, people people are coming back out. Like, Florida's people are out there licking toilet seats. Like, everyone, like everyone's trying to get back to normal, but it, but no, not yet. Get back in, but he can't get back in. That's mm-hmm. my where my one thought goes. But what so, I really think he's actually referencing is uh, the Truman Show with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's where a good point. where he's been, his whole life has been inside. And he's been performing for the world, and then he has that opportunity where he can finally escape from it and go to the real world where he can be himself and truly have the strings off of him. And so he he gets to the door, he takes one last moment to wave goodbye, and then he leaves. And that's the end of the Truman Show. Spoiler alert. A little mm-hmm. too late for the spoilers. <laughs> um, but he is going out from his performance, which is him inside, out into the real world, which is an even larger performance. It'd be like... If Truman walked through the door to find out he's on a bigger stage, it's still the show, but even bigger now. Yeah, sure. And so, like, the spotlight's on him. So now it's back to celebrity. Now he's back in the real world. Paparazzi, all that. And he's and he knows he's about to be putting out something uh, creative. Whether or not it, it does well, which, spoiler alert, it does end up doing really well. Um, he's gone from allegedly being done with stand-up, moving on to writing, moving on to his movie that he made. To now that he's thrusted himself back on to the radar of his fans, of of people who keep up with that celebrity life. And he's he's ready to move out of this room and into the real world, only to realize, no, I don't want to be back out here. I got to get back yeah. in. And I guess in a way, he's when you cut to him watching himself experience that, he's like, it's already committed to film, right? So he has to live with the choices he's made. Mm-hmm. He yeah, can't, he can't change it. He is, all he can do is not watch now that he's done it. There's something there. I think there's also something about how 
he's you know doing so much filming inside and then he gets outside and he's still on a stage exactly. and how there's yeah there's nothing different <laughs> there is always a stage what inside or outside where like he is you know constantly performing certainly something there um forgive me if i repeated you um it was a different way of saying it but yeah but i like i like it someone on tiktok said that their like their unifying theory of inside was that he 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 is us. We were never. He was never him. He the whole show. He's portraying us, and we are locked inside, and we are making content, and you know all of that. And now, even now, look at us right now making content based on his content. And mm-hmm. how many people did that? Made a TikTok based on his content. He could not um, possibly have known that though before putting this out, unless he's like that self-absorbed. I, he's like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> You well, know? I don't know. I, I don't know if he's predicting the success, but I think he knows the culture well enough. You know, eighth grade, oh, if you saw okay. eighth grade, no. he knows this is what people do. When they find content they like, they just make content. This is a generation mm. of content makers. So I think that much you could have predicted. Performers Not, probably, performing for each other. Exactly. And I think that is, again, if we're following threads through his career, I think there's definitely something there. Um, but that is why at the end when he, you know, he's watching the video of himself, it's because it's not him. It's us, mm-hmm. you know, performing his material. Mm-hmm. Super, you know, it's it's real trippy. Yeah. Um, again, that's not original to me. I should probably give somebody credit for that, but um, def- definitely interesting. There's one more song, which you probably know because you listen to the Spotify mm-hmm. list. But the first time I listened to it, I didn't even notice that this song was happening because it was credits and like mm-hmm. I was picking up my jaw off the floor, you know, because of the. the <laughs> and whole, if you end up whole, sitting there for a few moments, and Netflix will start like playing trailers rather than just you, let you hear the song. You get like 15 seconds of that song. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't It'll have much to say about any it. Any day you know. Yeah, but Any it was good. Day now. Uh, Any so, day now. So like <laughs> waiting for the pandemic to be over. That's it. It'll be yep. this will be over. Any day now. It's very good. Any it's day now. Good. Well, you said you couldn't pick a very day. I mentioned mine throughout, so we yeah. have to go there. I don't know if did you have an underrated? Um Oh, FaceTime with my mom, I I kind of alluded to it being a very day just because it was unrelatable to me, but that's on sure. me. Um sure. underrated? If it wasn't for TikTok, I would say that Jeffrey Bezos is underrated. But <laughs> it's every, pretty well. Everyone's everyone's really hung on to to that. Yeah. Maybe funny feeling, but I've also seen a couple of good TikToks on that. It but is TikTok really a way to, to tell whether or not something is is being truly appreciated by the, the watchers? Question. Maybe it's too soon to know what's not appreciated enough. Great point. I feel like a lot. I don't know about you. Well, pretty much everything you said. That is Verde. If other people feel that way, then I guess those are the things that I would consider underrated. Because yeah. I think this is a, a, a literal masterpiece. Okay. Uh, I would say the musical themes thing. I think that that is going to be something that people don't notice mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, so I'm really I, – I feel like that kind of stuff. You know, he works so hard on it. And maybe that could be it too. Mm-hmm. The hours that he spent writing, taking – you know, takes over and over again, learning equipment that could be an underrated too. Um, but the, the work that he had to put in to, to make, to create the masterpiece. I don't know if any of us can really comprehend the work he put into it. Yeah. So I know you had to narrow down to a couple. Did you pick your one Diablo? Welcome to the internet. Welcome okay. to the internet. Uh, hands up eyes on me. That's, that's right at number two, but I think welcome to the internet is, is the best. Because you can take it out of the out of the special entirely, forget all the sure. context of when he's recording this, and it's amazing. And then even in the in the in the special, like welcome to the internet. Like you don't have time to go. To, you're not going to work anymore. You know you're not commuting anymore. You have all this time. Sure. Hey, welcome back to your good friend, the internet. We got mm-hmm. everything. All cute, of the time. Cute cats and those cats getting stepped on. Like <laughs> so true. Like so, I think good call I back. think that welcome to the internet is. The Diablo song. Uh, it's very good. Um, All Eyes on Me is is up there. I think Turning 30, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Again, the, a lot of that had to do with the visuals. Um, Feeling Like Frick is probably got to be my Diablo. Based on how much I sing it, it gets stuck in my head. And yeah. uh, some of his word word smithing and word work is very good. In that words, too, so. words, words. That's right. Always. Dude, Bo Burnham's the best. He is the goat. I, he's not the best stand-up comedian. He's the best performer. He's the best Bo Burnham. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, you know, if someone is unfortunate enough to be also named Bo Burnham, though his actual name's Robert, um, is that do- <laughs> is that considered doxing? Bo's, know, Bo's right. a nickname for Robert. Um, also, Emily told me that his first name is actually Robert, so I just believed her. So it might not actually be his first name, but I definitely right. did. Just It'd be annoying that. based on how many songs he says his name in. It's kind of misrepresenting himself. I mean, most most uh, actors don't use their real name. They just change it because it's not marketable to be like... Most. Let's mm, not exaggerate to make a point. Yeah, I exaggerate. Thank you for calling <laughs> me out on it. Anytime. <laughs> Want some plants? I sure do. Go ahead and get some from the only place you can get everything you need. All your needs. Just ask Chris. Now, if you have a life that just has a lot of holes in it, why don't you patch it up with Patchwork Planting, where we fill in the gaps with all your greenery, all your needs, and even something to eat. Right? They do vegetables? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Today, she's selling lavender right now. Today, I saw Lavender is a vegetable? No. It is a patchwork planting. (laughs) (laughs) Bells of Ireland I saw today. They're beautiful. little greenery to freshen up your table, etc. Kitchen table, dining room table, an outside picnic table. They sell tables? No, no. This is where you can put the flowers. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So for all your needs for on top of the furniture you already own, go to PW Planting at PW Planting. Moretown Road, Roadside Stand. Check it out. Check it Patchworkplanting.com. out. It's in the pod. What's the third rule of improv? What is it? Yeah, there's yes and. Don't negate. Yeah, that's why I asked you the third rule. And I'm getting there. Because <laughs> I remembered the first two. And have fun, boys. <laughs> but anyways, um, I wish it was a step higher than... Like, how good Inside was to me. It makes me want to lower everything else to fire. Yeah. But, I mean, what's amazing. But what, to talk about Inside of itself... Like mm-hmm. the whole work, I remember. And we talk about TikTok a lot. I know we're millennials and we just are on apps too much. But seeing how like some people were reacting to Inside, like it made mm-hmm. them like like especially when it first came out. There's there's trends of, like people like like staring off into the distance and like being like upset, like t- like taking them down, like pulling them into the moment of the the state of the world, mm-hmm. like. Inside didn't make me sad. Like, inside, I've listened to it so much, and this is a this is a personal thing here. So, they, so here's a here's a, a moment for my therapist instead of the internet, but it's gonna go to the internet anyways. I was comforted by inside. Mm-hmm. It took all of the emotions that I felt over this past. 12 plus months and and it showed me that it's okay I felt that way because I wasn't the only one Hmm. and the more that I see people like relating to these lyrics these songs these these feelings it it kind of as isolated as we've become over this year some of us it was like a reconnecting in a profound way because it's not just like, Hey, how's, how you doing? Oh, the crazy weather. It's like, it's like, Hey, you know how we all felt lost and alone this past year? How, how like it did seem like this was never going to end. And, um, and though it doesn't pertain completely to me because my, my depression during this year didn't get so bad as to me wanting to end it. We kind of brushed over it in this, in this overview of the themes of suicide throughout. Yeah. Like people whole song about it. People have been completely to their knowledge, mentally stable and healthy their whole lives have had to have some real self-reflection and discussion on who they are as people this past year. And seeing someone who you look up to, I look up to Bo Burnham. I don't know anything about him. I think, yeah. I think I know him, right? 
Like, we think we know you. I think I know him, but I have no clue who he is. But just having this chance to, like, feel validated in these feelings. Like, life could be a lot worse than sitting at home playing Xbox, you know? Yeah. Like, it could be a lot worse than what's going on. Like, you don't have COVID. You're not dead from COVID. So why should you feel bad about your whole year being stolen from you? And Mm -hmm. this special being put out at this time, it felt special to me. It felt like, like, listen to it. It felt like it was written for me. And um, it's it's deserving of all the praise it gets. Love it. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a, a treatise on it. I don't have like I I love it because I love him. Mm-hmm. And like I said, anything he puts out, I will be a part of. Um, like when Emily first listened to it, she didn't like it. I loved it the second I listened to it because he put into words yeah. how I was feeling. And like, yeah. and just to throw up it all again, you know, like seeing the mm-hmm. way people react to it, how like it made them upset, made them sad. It's like, man, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm glad you have that personal connection. I have the, the general cultural connection, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, I felt not personal about it. I felt very communal about it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, we, especially Bo Burnham fans. I don't know why, you know, like I said, I got in the subreddit and I'm realizing like, I'm not the only person that follows him as hardcore as I do. Um, and you know, was so excited for this thing to come out. And so for him to, to pull that community together and then be so, uh, inclusive about what he's, you know, so much commentary on the thing we all went through. Um, I think, like I said, it's going to go down in history. I think it's going to be hard for this. I, I think this, I at this point, I might change my mind. At this point, I like Make Happy better mm-hmm. as a piece of entertainment. This will probably be around forever because of its cultural ties. Like, like, like I could see it be t- like taught in a class. You know, like yeah. this is the type of thing that is like literature that reflects this cultural moment so deeply that you know it it could be in a history book someday. Yeah, and to think it to think it just started with a, a little boy with a camera and a piano, with a wee little haircut. Yeah, <laughs> wondering if his family thinks he's gay. Ah, <laughs> uh, so can we just forget recommendations? Does it feel like it makes sense to just recommend anything other than Bo Burnham specials? Yeah, I think that's it, man. Like we've if, done it. If you haven't watched it and somehow you're listening to us. <laughs> talk go, about it for two hours yeah go back and watch it then i guess you know one what we're talking about more and two see if we've done it justice by dissecting it the way we did but was, yeah, that's so good that was amazing the legend even if you can only watch the stuff that's on youtube uh, on netflix that's fine yeah all right so that wraps up our discussion over the entire career inside bo burnham which is not as naughty as it sounds you perverts um (laughs) i i'm so glad we had this conversation and i've had it with you because again you know we are the diablo friends of the podcast and we uh bo burnham is a part of our friendship and so i'm I'm glad to have had this conversation with you yeah worst case scenario if no one listens to this episode like we basically got a chance to sit for yeah two and a half hours and talk about our favorite comedian together this is a win what i really hope is that this is just the career of Bo Burnham thus far. Hopefully this success yeah. will translate into more content from Bo in the future, or he might be like, Oh, I finally went out the way I wanted to. So who knows? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, I would challenge you right now to subscribe and rate our podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. And let me make a, a really direct, I, I want to make this a push social media, make this happen. Rate the podcast. We don't have enough ratings. Give us five stars. Say something about it, like a review to just say, hey, these are my friends and they're doing good work. Or, you know, like whatever. I would love to, to see some um, some reviews come in. So wherever you're listening on to, to the podcast, sh- and then share this episode too. That's huge. If you know a Bo Burnham fan, hey, if you're listening from the from r slash Bo Burnham, welcome back because i'm gonna post this episode there yeah (laughs) so share this episode with a bo burnham fan somebody who knows anything about it who just watched inside check it out we'll cut you on the wire at welcome back we're uh they're on all the social media platforms you can find us facebook instagram twitter tiktok they're all ready for a follow i'd like to get back into the tiktok yeah at welcome back wire that is right um and check us out on youtube you can see welcome back talk on uh, youtube and if you're listening because you're subscribed to the IWEP Network. IWEP Network. 
It is, in fact, in the pod. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> you're missing out on Welcome Back Talk. So subscribe directly to Welcome Back Talk or Welcome Back for that exclusive content. You can find me online at Chris McNaney. You can find me online at Mario Miley. Until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay. Good night, Chris. Cut yourself some slack, man. And if we need to take breaks or push things off, don't feel bad at all. Love you, brother.